0: Christmas is officially over here in Phoenix as the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic defeat the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker 128-114. Welcome into the PHNX Suns post-game show. I'm Lindsay here with Flex, Espo, and Saul. You guys, I mean, listen, I don't know. It's up to you. Do you want to be positive here? Do you want to... How do you want to approach this one? Because there are some positives that we could pull from this game, but at the same time, uh, a lot of negatives as well.
1: Yeah, no, this isn't a positive situation. I'm sorry. This uh, this should be the final straw. Changes need to be made. I, I It's going to have to be the coaching staff because there's not some trade that's magically going to make you better. And just because Bradley Beal is going to come back from an ankle injury in the next week or two isn't going to magically make everything better. It's time to shake things up, uh, and I think it's got to start on the bench. Whether it's Kevin Young or it's Frank Vogel or both, it's time to make a change. This team has far too much talent. They're far uh, too good for it to be this bad. And without Chemezi Metu and Grayson Allen tonight, this is a complete ass-whooping. Uh, and it's just it can't continue like this. Something needs to change.
2: I just watched the team just absolutely get dismantled by one dude, and for this whole this whole twenty four, I'm sorry, twenty eight now, twenty nine game stretch, all we've been hearing and making excuses about, are, oh, just wait till the big three y'all get on this. Well, they can't find the chemistry. Well, they got a bunch of new guys. Well, Luca has a has half his damn team is is new too, and he just absolutely dismantled you by himself. Like, our stars didn't step up. Their star, their star did. They have Kyrie sitting on the bench. We have Bradley Beal. But we have two of our stars, and they didn't step up at all. They didn't meet the challenge. We talked about that in pregame, and they just disappeared. And the coaching staff can, can they, they have plenty of blame for sure. I'm choosing to go in the other direction for the people that actually have an impact on the court. And the two main guys, and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, that just absolutely shit the bed tonight. They got outplayed by a mile, by Luka Doncic. It wasn't even close. And if it weren't, like you said, if it weren't for Grayson Allen and Metu and mostly Grayson Allen in that third period, uh, I mean, this game would have been ugly. It would have been bad. It would have been terrible.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how to follow that up. That's all facts. I mean, it's like Jekyll and Hyde, this basketball team. You know, when the stars play, the bench don't show up. When the bench shows up, the stars don't play. And it's like I, I don't, I don't know. There's no wiggle room here. There's no margin for error. You can't have one or the other. We, we have not seen this team put it all together, uh, starters and bench. And yeah, tonight Luca came in and played like the best play in the world. And two guys look non-existent. Like I didn't even, I didn't even recognize KD and Book out there today. Like it was almost like they weren't on the court. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, Espo, you're right. Something needs to be discussed on the bench because in every level of basketball that I've been involved in my my entire life, the teams are usually a reflection of their leaders and their coaches. And I don't I don't I mean, I looked at the Mavericks tonight. They look like Jason Kidd. I looked at the Suns tonight. Who the fuck do they look like? I don't know. I've never seen Frank Vogel play basketball. But it looks like they're a reflection of their coach, and so something needs to get done there. And KD and Book gotta own this shit. I mean, uh, this this man came to their house and took their lunch money, their 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 dinner, uh, their dog, <laughs> and the car. <laughs> I, I mean, it is what it is. I'm pissed off. I didn't put the plus at 3,500 on fucking Luca to get uh, 75 pa p uh, psr p a r tonight because. It's insane. It's bad basketball, and there's no margin for error. So something got to get done. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I think the unfortunate part of this game, too, was that, like, yeah, Grayson Allen and Shmozzi Metu had great games, especially Grayson in that third quarter. But a lot of it was the Mavs missing shots, too, that allowed the Suns to get back into this. Like, if they had knocked down some of those shots, we wouldn't have even had an opportunity to stay in this game or get back into this game. And it would have been far worse and what this outcome was. And so it's like, sure, we took advantage of the fact that they missed some shots, but at the same time, like had they not, this would have been even more embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, some miss some. is, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I just to say, you said, you know, the team takes on a reflection of who their coach is. And right now this looks like a team that doesn't know who they are. Like they're pretending to be something that they aren't. And I feel like that's really... Frank Vogel right now, right? I mean, yeah. this guy, we heard defensive uh, savant. We haven't seen it on defense. Kevin Young was supposed to be the offensive mastermind. We haven't seen it. They feel like two guys pretending, playing a role that they were cast into that they're not you know, capable of doing right now with this group. And quite frankly, tonight felt like KD and Booker having lost faith in, in the guys that are trying to coach them. These are other world talents playing on the biggest stage in the NBA. They've both talked about how much Christmas Day is important, and neither of them came out with a sense of urgency. And to me, that screams, I don't, I, I don't believe in these guys that are trying to put this game plan together. I don't believe in this offense that I keep getting run out on. And not that they did it on purpose, but I just mean uh, in that subconscious, I feel like, you kind of just get to that point. And, and Luca, I had said it the, the other night. I didn't want him to come in here and and let him be the Grinch. And you're right. He came in. He took the Christmas tree. He took the ornaments. He took the gifts. And he said, peace out. Thanks. thanks. This is my house now. I appreciate you guys. And, you, and that shit can't happen. That's exactly why you got rid of Monty. is because you, you, he couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't handle it when that guy came in your house. And so he did it again.
3: Yeah, I, I mean... You, you, this is tough because, I, you know, I'm. Wa- I was watching a game here with some people that I would consider to be casuals. They don't watch as much basketball as us. And one person in particular looked at me and said, "It looks like the players are coaching themselves from afar." <laughs> and I and I literally digested what they were saying, and I'm I'm looking at them like, "You might be right. Like I, it looks like." this team's identity they don't believe in what the coaches are selling and tonight some kd did something tonight that is really alarming to me and and i i'd be remiss if i didn't speak on this kd looked like he gave up in the fourth quarter i mean he damn sure looked like okay i'm this i'm packing this in i mean look at the amount of shots he took he just didn't look like kd and I remember, I remember vividly a game seven where we played against the Lakers and Kobe Bryant back in the Nash era. And there was a lot of talk before the game about how Kobe had to pass more and how Kobe had to get his, his teammates involved more. And if you go back and you look at that game and you go back and look at history, many people would tell you that Kobe lost that game because he he listened to it. He said, you know what? You don't need – you you can do it. Here you go. Do it. Uh, uh, Kwame Brown do it Smush Parker do it let me see y'all I don't know why but I got that Feeling from Kevin tonight I got that feeling Like there's something wrong With this basketball team And it's starting to get To the point where if they don't fix it quick It's going to get cancerous And it could Be the bench it could be Higher up something got to change This
2: was alarming There's there's two things that that really stood out tonight In the game when you guys are talking about not really like, you know, stats or, or intangible things, right? There's some other things off the court. Um, and, and I keep thinking of the quote from Remember the Titans, attitude reflects leadership. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every time I look at this team, I just don't feel like there's a lot of leadership on both sides, coaches or players. There was right. a specific moment in the game when Shemezi Metu turned the ball over and Devin Booker – uh, was chasing Luca down, but Luca ended up getting the layup. and It was a pretty easy layup, and you could hear Book on the mic on the broadcast say, "You just not, you're not even going to try. You're not even going to try to run back. You turned the miss. ball over. You're not even going to fucking run back." That's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's number one. That's that's a direct reflection of not only that player, but also the culture that you've you've already input in terms of uh, you know the buy-in that these players have or the will to want to thrive at another level. Number two. Frank Vogel sitting there, and I understand trying to, you know, calm the waters and like, hey, guys, we're good. We're good. Just keep doing what we're doing. We're going to be fine. Shots are going to start dropping fine. Cool. But I feel like he's always that guy from the tip to the yeah. end of the game. It yeah. doesn't matter what's doesn't happening, change. whether they're down by 20 or up by 20. I feel like you get the same thing, which could be good if you've got a really good team and they're clicking. But it could be really, really bad when things start going south. You've got to change your ways. Otherwise, you're going to lose the locker room, and guys aren't going to have faith. And it does feel like, from, from the outside looking in and not speaking to any of those players, the body language doesn't look good, that the motor doesn't look good, the effort doesn't look good. You get it in spots from different players on a night-to-night basis, but you don't get it as a collective, as a team, and on the bench, and that's a big, big concern. Well,
1: yeah, and if couldn't Ka-
2: agree if, more. So,
1: If Katie's complaint was the other guy's, the other guys stepped stepped up tonight. At least a handful of them, enough to actually get a win. Like, yeah. If if he doesn't step up, if he doesn't show up. That's on him. I you know, book. I don't know how I feel about the, the Chemezi thing because we've asked Book to be vocal. We happen to inadvertently hear him being ver- vocal tonight because the mics catch him. I don't know if that's frustration, but that's a weird guy to pick in that moment because he had he had been a big part of trying to. Uh, you're flatlining, and he comes in and brings some energy on the boards around the basket. And I get it, bad no, pass. I, so maybe the moment it, you do but, that, yeah. but
2: But it wasn't I, I, just it wasn't just the bad pass though, Espo. It's the yeah. bad. Usually, yeah, if you listen, Espo, even if if we were playing pickup ball, Espo, if you threw the ball to me and you knew it was a bad pass off the bat – you would anticipate that and try to run back already because you think they're gonna get. You should steal. be the first one back. He didn't even cross half court. That's right. That's, that's a big
3: issue. No, that's and that's you know fair. what? I, I'm I'm sorry. You, I do want to say this. When you play basketball, that moment that they picked up on a mic, that's happening all game. If we just happen to get that one moment where that hot mic was there and you heard books say, "You turn the fucking ball over," you're not even gonna run back. But that happens yeah. throughout the game. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't believe in you, Chemezi. That means on that fucking play, dude, get back. And no, and hey, that's all it is. I don't think it's personal. I don't think it's picking on Chemezi. I, I don't think it's to that level. I think that's just basketball. But like Saul said, it's that play right there is the definition of this team right now. It's like a, a, a no no type of communication front to back, and they're completely out of sync right now.
0: Yeah. And it's also just accountability as a whole, like regardless of what you're doing on the court, like how much you're contributing in that moment. If you mess up, you still have to have accountability to do what you're supposed to do in that moment. And we've talked about Metu before. Um, I'm not trying to pick on him or anything, but when he does make a bad play, he puts his head down. He kind of sulks a little bit, you know, and that's something that he needs to break. That's a habit he needs to get out of that. Okay. If I make a mistake, okay. What am I going to do to fix it now instead of being down on myself? So that could just be Devin's way of being like, What are you doing over here just acting like you're going to give up on a play because you screwed up? No, you hustle and you try and fix it. Yeah. That's what you do. At the very least, you show some hustle in yeah. an effort to fix your bad um, or your mistake. So yeah, I'm not mad I'd at folks for that, that at all.
3: Huh? What no. we say, Ashville?
1: I just, I think that's fair. I mean I, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I think we just happen to catch one moment there in in a larger picture that happened to be on Mike. And I think some people online in particular using that as a, see, you know, Metu wasn't any good, see this, you know, Devin, uh, Devin is broken right now. And it's like, okay, no, I don't think either of those are the case in this. I just look, I said it before. I think this is the Terry Porter situation all over again. You hired a defensive mind to coach an offensive a, a team. You didn't, you, you did a disservice to both the coach and the players because you miss, you miss uh, match them in this. And it, and trying to force it and trying to continue to make it work doesn't make sense. At some point, you just got to go, this is fundamentally broken. And tonight was that point uh, for me. The, the Portland game. I was there, but tonight is what solidified it for me. Uh, that first half was abysmal. That second half felt a little bit better because two role players took advantage of their moments. But when we, like we talked about with the Stars, it's, it, it, this is this is beyond repair at this moment. Something has to change.
2: You know, the other thing too, Espo, is that like when, when you're talking about the, the fit, the coaching fit for the players, just look at this game, for example. Every time the Suns were stuck in a half-court set, they got shitty shots. Devin yeah. and Kevin couldn't get, couldn't get clean looks, whatever. But in the second half, they started pushing the tempo a little bit more. They started getting some more wide-open jumpers. And I keep wondering, why in the fuck are we walking the ball all game long? Why are we waiting till 12 seconds to initiate the offense? I don't understand this at all. Mm -hmm. I don't get this concept, and I don't understand, is this a Devin Booker trying to be a CP3 thing, or is this just the offense you've implemented and you don't really give a fuck about trying to tell these guys to push the tempo? Either way, it's wrong. And it was beautiful at first because Devin was, like, really in a a nice groove to start the season, and and his playmaking, because of his scoring ability, was, was a little bit more prominent. But now, because of his scoring hasn't been as adept as it had been at the beginning of the season, those 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 passing lanes, uh, playmaking is just much tougher for him right now. It looks like it's a grind for Devin on a day-to-day basis. But again, how do you alleviate that? You get out and run. You get the ball out and you go, and it's a little bit more of a freestyle kind of game, and it makes you feel a little bit better about knowing where, the, where we're going. Also, the fundamentals of this team – are just so awesome. Right, that's my thing, so. How many times do I have to watch a two-on-one or a three-on-one fast break where the goddamn man is riding, running right alongside him, not giving each other any space for either an oop or a nice little easy layup, but instead it ends up being a turnover on a three-on-one like Kevin Durant trying to throw the ball back to Devin and it got knocked out. It's like, these are the things that should not be existing in the NBA in any way. But here we are, Talking about a, a basically a very flawed fundamental team, and that is just not something I thought I would say in the year two thousand twenty-three. So you
3: know what, you you nailed something. It is fundamental, and I, I'm I'm telling y'all guys, I am losing my mind watching this team, just like y'all, because it it looks high schoolish, like I'm I'm t- I'm watching a professional basketball team offensively defensively and fundamentally look like a damn high school basketball team. And when I look at that, I say, why? Like if I, I like to think if all four of us were coaching this team, they look better. And that's I'm telling you, (laughs) it's crazy to think that because none of us are professional coaches, but the shit that they're doing, it just doesn't make sense. And it makes me wonder, it makes me wonder You know, Frank Vogel had that comment. I got a PhD in handling stars. Okay? That comment is now starting to ring in the back of my mind. Because you know what this feels like? This feels like I got guys that are so good that I don't really have to coach them. And now it's biting you in the ass. Because they have to be coached at all fucking times through the whole entirety of their careers. And I feel like this is a big problem. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker need to be coached. They're great, but they still need to get coached and they still have ways to get better. They have not reached the pinnacle. And I don't think we have a coach that can uh, that can show them anything they don't already know. I'm being honest. I, we need somebody in there that can do better than this.
1: But is the fundamentals on the player, the coaches, or both? Because to both, me, both, uh, both. yeah, okay. And that's, that was my thought here too. They've got to take some ownership on, on some of this looking bad, but I agree. I think the system is so flawed that it, it it's allowing these guys to revert in some ways to, to poor basketball with this. And yeah, I just, you know, we, the, the chat's like, well, who are you going to hire? I don't know who you're going to hire. I don't know what the magic elixir is here. You're probably going to have to hire from within your staff as an interim. I doubt you're going outside this, if, if you make this move. So who's that guy? I don't know. And then some people are asking, and honestly, I, I've wondered this myself. At what point is James Jones also on the hot seat, right? He put, and I get it. It, it, it. People don't feel like he had his hands on the wheel. We've talked about it, but he still has the general manager title. He's, he's the guy that under his watch, this roster got put together, these coaches were hired, either either he did have a major hand in that or he's been set up for to be a patsy all along anyways. At what point does he take the fall too in all this? Uh, and I don't, I don't know if you make a change in coaching and then in the offseason, you look at the front office, but there are a lot of questions right now that need to be answered because this is just a bad basketball team to watch right now. And you can't sell... Championship hopes, and then give us uh, you know freaking dollar store beer results here, right? I want champagne. I don't want uh, I don't want crappy sixty four ounce uh, brown bag beer right now. And that's what that's what I'm getting.
3: Yeah, I don't think we need to talk. I'm sorry, Lens. I don't think we need to talk championship no more, guys. No, we could cut this shit out. We we need. You know, we need to talk. What's our next game? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday versus Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday Rocket. versus uh, Rockets. That's what we need to talk about. Rockets. <laughs> uh, championship, man. I'm, I'm done talking about championship. It's, it's silly to talk about. If they're going to keep doing this, nah, champ, no, no. Why, why are we talking championship?
0: I mean, you're not wrong, but uh, here's Devin. He was asked after tonight's game on whether he's concerned about things snowballing for the Suns or not.
2: Um. No. Um. You know, we just have to get it together. Um, and, you know, that's on me, that's on Coach, that's on KD, Eric, all the leaders that we have in here to make sure that we're more prepared when we come play. So I, I, I've i wondered about this behind the scenes. Knowing how Devin is, and, you know, Lindsey, Espo, myself, have seen Devin in practice. We've seen how intense he can be. I find it very, very hard to believe that Devin's not behind the scenes just ripping dudes' asses on a day-to-day basis because of their performance, right? So I start to then think, well, if we're if maybe guys are just like, maybe they're tuning him out. I I, I hate to say that, but at some point, something's got to happen. And if you're the leader of the team, you got to hold dudes accountable. And sometimes that means you got to fight with teammates. Sometimes you gotta you gotta bow up to them. And I don't know if that's happening behind the scenes. I'm going to assume I'm going to give Devin the benefit of the doubt just because I know his DNA, and I'm go- I, I think he would be doing that. But man, I'm just what what other what other punches can you pull right now to try and get this team over the hump because everything's not working right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I can assure you. Uh, Devin and Kevin are having conversations. Hit that clip right there tells me a lot, guys. And and again, I'm I'm gonna try to be as honest and transparent as I could be. You clearly heard him say, "I'm I gotta do better." Kevin's gotta do better. Coach has to do better. Eric has to do better, right? You, you see what I'm saying, Lens? Right? And so what I'm what I'm trying to what I think this is my personal opinion from my conversations and my relationships across this, this situation is Devin is Devin and Kevin are having a hard time actually calling out the person that needs to be called out. And so they're lumping. It's one of those things where it's like, and, and you, you get what I'm saying? It's almost like, uh, like I really want to talk to you, but I'm going to throw these other three names into it. So be, so no one feels uncomfortable. But that's where we are right now. And it got to get to the point where we're having an honest conversation and saying, let's sit down in a room. And yeah, if it's you, that's the problem, man. I got to tell you, and we got to talk about it. So interesting. Just re- remember Kevin, Devin, Eric, and coach. That's what he said.
0: Yeah. To, they need to, to have some hard conversations. That's to me, for so. sure.
2: To, to us behind the scenes, you know, you hear Devin say that we don't know what he's saying behind the scenes. Right. right. We, you know, he's, He's trying to put on a good face. He's trying not to get everybody to panic. He's trying to keep everything calm and cool. But we have no idea what he's saying behind the scenes in that locker room, in practice, and stuff like that. Right. right? So, so, but, but on a day to day basis in these media scrums or in the post game interviews, at some point, at some point, you just got to let it loose and call dudes out because they didn't, clearly, they're not responding right now anyway. So, what does it matter? right? You got to start to say like, no, we got a lot of fucked up problems. We got to fix this shit. And I'm not trying to panic, but hey, you see how it's looking out there. It ain't good. LeBron's done that from time to time. Other star athletes have done that from time to time. It's okay to do that and go to that level without throwing dudes under the bus, but also acknowledging that we have major problems that we need to fix. And the more and more I hear this, I'm like, it feels like Frank Vogel, Speakism is in front of everybody. Cool. I hope that's not happening behind the scenes. I don't think it is. But, man, it's just – it sucks as a fan to have to listen to this and be like, no, there is big problems. You should start worrying. This should be a concern.
1: Can, yeah. Can I put on the tinfoil hat? The three names he says. <laughs> Coach, Eric, KD. Eric comes out, says he wants more touches. KD supposedly has made it known he's unhappy – around things that gets out today through Wog and we all know the problems with coach. You think he randomly picked three names that need to get better out of thin air? I think he strategically said what he said. And it was a a not straightforward way of of calling out what's going on and the specific places that need to get better and how they need to bring it together. And I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. There we know that these guys are unhappy. And and so I think him calling out Eric, uh, Katie, and and Coach may have been strategic.
3: I, I think it was hundred percent. If you read that article this weekend, I was I read that article and I spent the day making phone calls, having conversations because I wanted to, I wanted to dig deep into that article. And so we talked a little, Espo, about what I was doing that evening or, or that day. And here's what I heard. I'm gonna tell y'all what I heard. I heard Eric say. I didn't come here for this shit. I'm a better player than this. I need more touches. I'm a scorer. Coach got to do a better job of getting me the ball. That's what I heard. Okay. Then I heard Kevin say, well, I spoke to Mike Brown and I said, why are you doubling and tripling us and sending all these junk defenses? And Mike Brown said, because you ain't got a motherfucking coach or a system that that worries me. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Mike Brown said, you don't have a system. You're one-dimensional. We double you in book, and, and there's nothing else going on. There's no cuts. There's no system. There's nothing. So that's what I heard. And then I hear Devin say, I believe in this. I believe in that. And we have a championship coach. All that shit is strategic. And all that leads to me saying, hey, Frank, open your eyes, brother. You know, the Devin Booker comment, to me, feels like Devin saying, Ain't you a championship coach? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Without without being, you know, malicious about it. Ain't you a championship coach? I mean, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, dog. I'm calling you a championship coach. This shit doesn't feel like a championship run offense or defense. And so there's a lot to unpack there. But again, I mean, if it walk like a duck, quack like a duck, don't call it whatever. Call it a duck. It's pointing towards that direction, guys. It's pointing towards Frank Vogel. And now we wait and see and, and see who's going to have a cojones to have that talk and see what's next. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's put a pause in this real quick because things are getting a little bit heated. I want to remind you guys that sports are way better when you have Four Peaks in your hand. And you can visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events that they have going on. They put on amazing events throughout the year, and you can also follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Now, you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. But I highly recommend you check out their brewery down in Tempe. It's a lot of fun, and they have both delightful beer and amazing food. Also, pew, 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 new sponsor alert. Welcome into the program, Some Burrows. Some is a family-owned and operated restaurant and was voted Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. They also have really easy party platters that can feed a crowd of any size. So they can be your go-to place if you are hosting holiday parties still, uh, maybe for New Year's and New Year's Eve. So let Some burros cater all your holiday fiestas, big or small, order online or find one near you by visiting someburros.com. Seasons eatings with Some burros. All right, so we tapped into a little bit the frustration and the Eric Gordon article. Do we want to hear what Woj had to say around KD's frustrations and kind of dive into that a little bit more here? I feel like we should probably go down that path because we're seeing a few comments in the chat. So let's hear what Woj had to say today.
4: Start with Kevin Durant. You talk to people in Phoenix and around that organization. You know, they can feel the frustration with Durant. Part of that certainly uh, is the missed games for Brad Beal. This team was built around those three stars. Uh, the underwhelming supporting cast that comes from those massive trades for Durant and Bradley Beal that really gutted uh, the organization and left them you know, having to sign a lot of minimum players to fill out the payroll. And then, and then understanding uh, that they lack the assets, the draft picks, the, the trade capital to go out and really improve this team this is something they're going to have to manage in phoenix with kevin durant you've seen it before and it reminds you it is a stark reminder of how short of a window and how this team has to win big and they have to win big quickly uh, based on how it was constructed and having kevin durant still playing at an all nba uh level and a healthy kevin durant and there's a lot at stake for this organization It's got to change soon.
0: So my biggest takeaway from hearing publicly from Eric Gordon now and then via Woj, roughly KD, which I don't think KD is going directly to Woj by any means, but I think the fact that we're starting to hear rumbles publicly of frustration of these guys behind closed doors, it's pointing to all of this coming to a head and something inevitably having to be done in order to appease everybody in that organization. That's my biggest concern. Like we've talked about it on this program, but the concern I have is is what does that look like? Because none of us have an answer for exactly what that looks like. If it's James Jones, if it's Frank Vogel, if it's Kevin Young, and who would come in and replace any of those names. So this is, it's a little concerning because it makes me feel like they can't figure it out amongst themselves. That's how I feel.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think it's James Jones yet. Espo touched on that. I don't think that's the move right now. I think the move is the the, the coaches. I, and and if, if, if I'm being honest, I'm saying Frank and Kevin have to go. And I will also say this. I've had some interesting conversations, and I'm feeling like there is a divide. There's a part of that locker room that sides with Frank, and there's a part of that locker room that sides with Kevin. And Kevin is a holdover from Monty staff, okay? So I'm telling y'all, there is something fundamentally broken on that bench, and, and that team is disconnected because there are people that are leaning on either side, and you should never have that situation. You need one voice, one leader to run this, this machine that we have, and you, you have a base of Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. That is your baseline. I'm sorry, guys. I know people may disagree with me. The bench hasn't been great. But the amount of talent on this basketball team should not be playing like this. I'm, I'm just sorry. I don't know how much better, but not, but better than this. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a problem. I'm getting rid of those two guys. Who takes over? I don't know. Is it Fisdale? Is it a voice? That's, I have no idea. I can't even get into that. But I'm telling y'all, this is a problem at this point.
1: You can't keep you can't keep one of those two. You gotta get rid of both of them if you're getting rid yeah. of somebody. If there's a divide in the locker room, because it'll continue to be a divide. So so now now you're talking about okay, you're, you'd have to get rid of your head coach, your top assistant, who's the one of the highest paid in the league right now. I mean this this is pretty catastrophic compared to where all this started. And man, I this. The KD things, everybody wants to go to, KD wants to trade. I don't read it as that. I said it in pregame. I don't see it that way. This is a an end, end around, I'm upset, we need to make a change, you know, voicing of frustrations. If he wanted out, we'd know Kevin Durant wants out, and that's not where we're at, and I don't think we're going to get there. They want change, and that's obviously what this was. And the whole, oh, well, the clock's ticking we know the clock's ticking because they have no draft assets because of deals that were made we know that the the clock on KD and Beal is is ticking just because of their age so that that's not anything uh, crazy here and the thought that uh, people want to lay it at KD's feet or say hey let's trade him the guy has played otherworldly for most of the season has he had his his turnover problem? sure But this isn't, KD isn't playing well enough, with the exception of tonight. This is, there's so many problems, and he's just, I don't even think he wanted this in the media. I think this is people, other people with agendas, leaking it to Woj, because they want things to change. But God help me, if I hear Isaiah Thomas's name for anything involving this team, I'm going to burn it all down. Because that that would be the one way that this could get significantly worse. Is that well, guy's name getting thrown in for anything with this?
2: I suppose I don't I don't want to say you, you should prepare yourself. But I, I'm going to go ahead and say you should prepare yourself. Because we know, we know, we've seen it. We know how involved he's been behind the scenes. I know they're going to deny everything, and that's fine. But, I mean, listen. I'm sitting there watching my the guy at Summer League, just right by the whole team, and and like, come on, man! You just you know when when you see it. Also, like when you're talking about this this particular article, I just don't understand why it's even relevant. It it really no shit. He's frustrated. Everybody's frustrated. We're all frustrated. I don't even understand the point of even bringing this up outside of trying to stir some shit up, trying to create some drama, and you know. People will innately go towards Kevin Durant and be like, oh, look, he's trying to find another easy way out. That's the narrative on Kevin Durant ever since he left OKC to go to Golden State, right? And so now they're looking at – they're trying to find a scapegoat. And the people in the media that might not like Kevin Durant, they're going to use this to their advantage. And that's exactly what I feel like has just happened. Kevin Durant also on 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 the other foot of this, I think he's so great at speaking on Twitter and calling people out that I wish he would take that and take it to the media a little bit more. I wish he would call dudes out in the media for the way they approach him and try to throw him under the bus. This would be example number one. I would have thrown Woja's ass so fast under that bus as if we were like at Disneyland at 89,000 fucking Toy Story shuttles were about to run over his ass. Like, that's exactly what I would have done if I was Kevin Durant because this is bullshit. You just brought up nothing. It's, yeah. a, it's not a good team. It's not a good team right now. You got to get over it. People are going to be frustrated when things go shitty at your job. Woj, do you think everything's all great? Are you not frustrated? Shut the fuck up, man. You're right, and I and I and I know
3: ESPN has their issues with Woj. Trust me. L- listen, you're hundred percent, hundred percent right. So this is a whole bunch of nothing. This is stuff he's regurgitating. Of course, Kevin's frustrated. Kevin. Can I just say this to chat? Chill the hell out, man. Kevin doesn't want to leave Phoenix. He doesn't want to get traded. He just wants a better basketball situation. He wants to be play better basketball. And so we're not playing good basketball, and he's frustrated, and Devin is too. And I don't know that there's a person on the team that's not frustrated. So what are we talking about? Like,
1: I don't yeah, know, a whole bunch of nothing. The the Woj thing was strategic. What, what was on their airwaves tonight? The Suns a team that's been uh, been struggling. They want to stir up some some talking points to create some intrigue around a game that some people may have just wanted to throw up their hands and go, you know what, I don't need to watch that at 8.30 at night on Christmas. So Woj comes in, and I'm not saying he made anything up, but he takes something he's hearing, and it, it gets churned through the machine, and it becomes a bigger deal than it is because we work in this business. We understand how it works. That gets people in the door sometimes, and that's what uh, what they wind up doing, and uh, that's, that's the reality of this. The Eric Gordon thing, he, he made a comment because he's frustrated. It turns into an article. It gets chopped up into little sound bites and little quotes because that's what's sexy, and you know what? Nobody can stick their head in the sand anymore. This is problematic, and everybody that that took their swings this summer can can take their victory lap right now because it's wound up in places that that they suggested it might. And you know what? Congratulations. Go ahead and do that. We were wrong in some ways, and a lot of people uh, were around this. Doesn't mean that's the way it's going to end at the end of the season. But right now, you're all right. That, that you you guys had it. You called it congratulations. This is a mess right now. And they need to figure out a way to fix it. And I know maybe James Jones isn't on the hot seat, but if I'm Matt Ishbia, I'm calling up Bob Myers and going, Hey, I know that you're kind of enjoying the Cush talking job. Like uh, the rest of these talking heads, ourselves included, but would you want to come in here and try to take a shot at, at some of this? You want to, you want to figure it out? Because I, I'm, I'm turning over every rock that does not include Isaiah Thomas right now and going. What are your ideas? Even if I'm just talking to people saying, well, would you want to come in? What would you do? Because more ideas on this, the better. Let's group think this and figure out how to fucking fix it.
3: That's for this summer, Espo. Trust me. (laughs) Bob Bob Myers is for this summer. But, yeah, that ain't happening no time soon. So I don't think James is in any trouble, but... Yeah, guys, it's tough, man. I, I, I'm i not bailing on this team yet. I'm not. I, I There's some fundamentally flawed things that need to get corrected. But there's just way too much talent on this basketball team for me to wave the white flag. But I'm done talking about all the other bullshit about championships and all that. We just got to take this one day at a time and get on the court and start to stack some, some positive things together before we can even get to that
1: yeah, I get I get that. And I just to be clear, you're not abandoning the thought of that. You're just saying in the moment, you gotta you gotta take it one game to sound cliche and 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 fix it before you can look big picture because That's right. If we're not in this looking at championship, i I don't want to be sitting here talking about this because I've been through ten years of that. I put lipstick on that goddamn pig during that time. And there's nothing as a fan, as an employee as anything that's worth sitting there. Uh, and and watching that and trying to shovel shit for it. Either you're in it to win a championship or you're wasting my time and everybody's time that watches these games.
0: Yeah, that's the hardest part is that it feels like it's a waste of our entertainment hours. You know what I mean? And our entertainment dollars. And ultimately, uh, I think that's what hurts the most is that we put so much effort and energy and heart into this team and it doesn't feel like it's being reciprocated. Um, But we'll look at some Super Chats and a few bright spots of the game here in just a minute. But first, I want to remind you that our friends over at BetMGM are doing a $1,500 first bet offer right now when you sign up for BetMGM using the bonus code PHNX. So you sign up, you use that code, PHNX, you place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and if that bet loses, Your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. You can check out the shoe notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer
5: problem? Call 800 GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY four six seven three six nine. New York. Call one 5050 Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred NEXT STEP. Arizona. One 4700 Nevada. One eight hundred BETS OFF. Iowa. One eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Michigan. One 23 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario.
0: Saul, so were you the only one that won your bet tonight? Uh, I believe so. What's that? What was that? A plus seven hundred? hmm. Let's go. Oh, are oh plus eight hundred. Oh, plus eight hundred. Oh, Dang. yeah. Saul is back in the positive. Saul's got thirty-eight dollars to his name now. I lost. I am down to ninety-six dollars and fifty-eight cents. Flex lost. He is minus thirty-five forty-one. Espo, you lost. You are still leading though with one hundred sixty-eight dollars and fifty cents.
1: Fun fact: I'm one coaching years.
0: I'm <laughs>
3: one coaching change away from turning this whole <laughs> shit around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, congratulations for getting out of the red. (laughs) I'm sure that feels good. Uh, Listen, you guys, I know the Suns may not be where you want to put your money right now, but if you do feel like going to a game, you can definitely get tickets from our friends over at Game Time. They will help you get the best deal, especially on last-minute tickets. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country, and it's that for a reason so download the Game Time app and you can create an account using the code PHNX and it'll get you a little discount. That PHNX code will get you $20 off your first purchase. Now terms do apply, but again, create an account, redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Okay, I, didn't, I do.
2: I didn't ahead. think I listen. Before we started the the or before we ended the pregame, we talked about our bets and I said. 65 PRA for Lucas sounds insane but you know if the Mavs win he probably gets that. He said that. And then, and then he gets it and then I thought, well, I might as well throw Grayson Allen in cuz why not? If there's one guy that's got to step up, it's got to be Grayson Allen cuz I don't see anybody else on that lineup that could step up. And then Grayson Allen steps up big time. Like at least he was the one bright spot. I will say that.
0: Yeah, so let's look at some bright spots from tonight's game. But first, got to look at the numbers and see what's in the box. All you take this one away. It's presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes.
2: Yeah, not good. Field goal percentage, Mavs uh, almost by 10% over the Suns at 53 to 44. Uh, Suns with five more turnovers. A lot of those are just so careless. Uh, Points in the paint, the Mavs got the Suns on that one as well. Uh, They were doing work at the paint, especially at the rim. And then uh, fast break points. The Suns actually outscored them on the fast break, twenty to twelve. But again, those uh, those turnovers, man. I like, especially in the fourth quarter, KD had just some 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 silly ass turnovers. They were throwing the ball out of bounds right and key points of the game where you felt like, okay, if you just get a bucket here, you might be okay. And again, and Luca. I mean, damn. Uh, the, okay, I want to say this when it comes to Luca. I, and maybe I'm foolish for saying this because everybody else already acknowledges this and that's just what it is. Or maybe uh, I just thought that Devin Booker and Kevin Durant were on the same plane. But when you watch Luca do what he does tonight, it feels like he's on another, another level because not only did he have 50 points and 12 assists and five rebounds, but it didn't look hard. No, it didn't look hard at all. And, nope. and and his vision is is phenomenal. Like we we talked about Devin Booker being point book, and at the beginning of the season, he was playing at a high level. And he was facilitating in a good way, and everything was going kind of good. But even at his peak, he's not Luca in terms of distribution and 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 ball movement and sight and, and vision. Like Luca's just in another category, man he just really is he may be the best listen you can make the argument
3: Luca might be the best player in the world like he he's up there i mean the guy's incredible what i didn't understand is y'all saw the game just like i did i mean he was walking into three pointers with no one nick i mean not even a soul next to him i'm like how does that happen how does the best player in the world not have a guy within six feet in like he was just walking into threes, confidently just taking them and making them. So I don't know. That just blows my mind. But yeah, Luca's incredible. And they're, yeah, he's on another level when you're talking about the guys. Yeah. Luke is incredible, man. Look,
1: look, Luke, luca has been the son's daddy for the last, you know, today, tonight in particular, but I will say this if Kevin Durant or Devin Booker were being guarded by Grayson Allen or Eric Gordon, they would have looked better tonight, too. That part of the problem was you're throwing Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon at freaking at freaking Luka Doncic, and that's another big problem here for me is, again, your, your defensive mastermind is having to guard great players like Luka Doncic with Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen and they they put in a lot of effort. I'm not gonna say that they didn't try to guard Luca, but those are not guys that you think of when you think, hey, I'm going up against one of the greats in this game. Let me put this guy on him defensively, right? And and that's not that anybody stops Luca. I'm not suggesting that but it looks a little bit tougher when you've got uh, other guys guarding him than those. Uh, a little
3: uh, a little uh, bit but he's done it against Richel he's yeah, done it yeah, against- oh, yeah. also oh.
2: okay <clears throat> for me, it, I I, I and I'm not trying to fight with you I suppose, for sure but I will say this okay if we're throwing Grayson and 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 these other guys at at Luca it's not like the Mavs have this superstar defensive team who are they throwing at KD and Book that should have bothered them nobody nobody and they played poorly like at least luke is taking advantage of his match mismatches
1: i agree no i agree and i think some of it too is again it's pointing to the flaws in the system on both sides of the court right that yeah. the the maps yeah. came out with a better defensive plan than the Suns.
3: They have and, a bad coach that's, probably
1: that's
3: <laughs> they probably have a you you're right i mean they they again i i don't know if y'all noticed this but i'm watching the game and I wanted to throw something at the wall. Like I was about to break something we're losing. And I'm looking at the telecast and I'm seeing Jason Kidd at, on a sideline, right. And Frank got his legs crossed on the bench, just sitting there. Like, I don't know how that, I I, I don't know. I, again, to answer your question, I think Jason Kidd is a better coach on offense and defense and
2: he's better prepared and, Good. The one phrase I keep thinking about when it comes to the Suns right now, I think it's an apt description of how they played all season, especially of late. They don't play with purpose. Nope. They don't play with purpose. On offense, on defense, there is no there is no purpose to what they do on a consistent basis. It is just kind of roll the ball out. It feels like it's pick-up ball sometimes. It's pick-and-roll. Let's hope we can get the mismatch and go – you know, one-on-one, let's hope KD or Book can, can carry the torch. And then if not, let's see if one of these other guys on the bench can bail us out. Like, that's yeah. what the offense is. There's, there's nothing more to it. It's just it's just ridiculous at this level how, you know, this coaching staff sh- is is shameful right now, a million percent. Yeah. They they are shameful. They are a disgrace right now to how to build a championship contender from the bottom up. I don't give a shit about the, the new guys in the system – I don't give a shit about the way they've performed so far. We've seen it for almost 30 games now, and it's roughly been the same thing from day one as it is right now in or game one to game 30. A little bit of a variable of difference because at the beginning of the season, you had a whole bunch of confidence. But once things started hitting the skids and things got a little bit rough and tenuous and guys started dropping like flies, and then you're trying to piece everything together, that's when you really know how good coaches are. And yep. this team really couldn't step up yep. to, to the level to match up any intensity whatsoever.
3: So can I ask you something? Do you think the Rockets have a better roster? All of you guys, not just Saul. Do you think the Houston Rockets have a better top to bottom roster than the Phoenix Suns? talent? I Rockets? don't think
2: they have a better roster, but I think they are far more consistent from one through 10. Okay. Their coach, whatever you want to talk about
3: the person, I'm not talking about Emei Doga, the person I'm talking about the coach. Hey, so for anybody that questions how important coaches are, look at the damn Rockets. That guy has that Rockets team playing very damn good every night. And the only difference is Ime Doka's there. And, and everywhere he's gone, he's proven that. Like he did it in Boston. So, yeah, coaches matter in this league. Uh, you're, you're right. It's shameful. That's a great word. Shameful what we're looking at.
1: I still feel like this team had all their cards in on Ty and that was the guy that they thought they were going to get. And everything else turned into a panic scramble when they realized that's not going to be the guy. And it was like, let's interview all these coaches that have experience and Kevin Young. Right. You know, like and a couple other assistants, but it just it never felt like they really I mean, for a lot, a lot of people it, it, through that process, Vogel felt like he was, it was at the bottom of the list. Based on everything yeah. that you heard, and and then they make the hire, and it's like, okay, well he we can talk a good game. I feel like the only thing that could save him right now is a global pandemic and going back to the bubble, because that seems like what worked for him was superstars, because they didn't have any <laughs> yeah. other chance, choice other than to lock in and play basketball. I, you know, and I sure as hell don't want a global pandemic. So I think we know what we got to do now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, a couple bright spots for tonight's game. We'll go ahead and give out our big, bright, shiny star to Grayson Allen. Uh, Grayson Allen finished with 32 points tonight, four assists, four rebounds. It was a season high for him. He had 19 points in the third quarter. He tied his career high with eight made threes, a mark that he uh, hit earlier this season. Grayson Allen really did his best out there. Saul, you called it in the pregame show that Grayson needed to be one of the guys who stepped up big. Uh, outside of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant tonight, and he absolutely did that, and I'm really bummed that we let him down and didn't get him a win in a game when he had a night like this.
2: I don't think he needs to defer as much as he 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 does, and I think tonight's another example of that. He was pretty confident. He, he missed his first four shots, and then he just went crazy. Like, he has that ability to be able to shoot um, consistently from the outside. He just defers a lot. And I think he's starting to see, like, who the fuck am I deferring to outside of KD and book? Why am I passing it to these other bums? That's right. not happening. Like I'm right. going to shoot. And so a- after those threes were dropping, he started taking it to the rim, got a couple buckets at the rim. Like Grayson Allen's fully capable of doing that. And if he could do that on a consistent basis, the Suns could turn this around faster than, than you would yep. have thought. But, um, but, but he's got to be more consistent as well. Like, you know, from one game to the next, he might have four points and six rebounds to the next game. He might have 20 points. You, you just never know with Grayson, but it was great Man. to see him perform the way he did tonight. Cause as you all know, I've been all in on Grayson. No, you have. And, and you called it before
3: the game, much props, you know, you, you nailed something. Grayson started slow today. He started slow. I think he was one for four to start the game. One for five, oh for four, oh oh for four. four to start the game. Okay. The key with Grayson is to keep shooting. Like, you're a good enough basketball player. To, if he sticks with it, this is what happens. And so, the one thing I will say, there are some good things to pull from this game. Grayson Allen, showing that he can be that guy in pinches is a good thing. Knowing that you're going to get Nurk and Beal back eventually, hopefully, that's a good thing. Chemezi Metu, very very good sign. So, we, there's some good things to pull from here. It's just, uh, it's it's hard with all the shit that we're dealing with over the last 12 games. But yeah, I thought Grayson. I mean, if he shoots, if he takes enough shots, what do you think? What do you guys think is the baseline, the floor, for Grayson
0: Allen shot attempts per game? I mean, he had twenty-two tonight, and seventeen of them were three-point okay. attempts. Okay, so I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm saying I actually
3: think it should be more around that twelve to thirteen range because I think he could be streaky, and sometimes you know with streak shooters like tonight, you just got to keep putting them up. So. I like what I saw from Grayson. Hopefully it carries over. Good for him, man. He was terrific.
1: I mean, I hope he keeps playing like that because if you get to a point where you got to make a trade, (laughs) he might be the only piece that that you could turn into as a package with with something else. I mean, you have so few options on that front that I hate to even have to think that way, but if that's where we're going to get, he's a name that's going to be thrown in there. So the more games he has like this, the value goes up there, but also his value here goes up in in that yeah. case. And you got to have a, a long, hard conversation with yourself: Is this guy part of the future? Because you're gonna have to extend him, go into that luxury tax more, or or do you look at it the other way? I mean, there's so many big questions for this team. Uh, and but Grayson was an answer tonight in terms of who's the who's one of these other guys that can pick up some of the offense.
2: Espo, can I ask you a question about about the future? Um, When we talk about the future and the possible stickiness, complexity of this situation, I want a yes or no answer. Do you feel like, do you have full 100% confidence that James Jones would be the one to figure this out?
1: No, I haven't had full faith in him for a lot of this. You know that. I feel the I, same you way. You know that. I mean, yeah. but it's tough because I'm I'm, t- I'm, at the point now where I'm like, if you're all making the decisions, let the poor guy go and take take the heat yourself for these decisions. If it's Bartlestein, if it's, if it's Ishbia, if it's Isaiah Thomas, you know, we joke he's the shadow GM. If it's any one of those guys, cut James Jones loose and sit in the seat yourself so you can be held accountable for the moves that you're going to make. I I I haven't believed in James Jones for most of this. I think some of it was smoke and mirrors, but I, I also I don't know who I, I need an outsider to come in and fix this. Somebody that wasn't you already said his in, name in any of this.
2: Yeah, it's Bob Myers. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy I mean, that,
1: that I want to come in.
3: I'm I'm telling y'all right now. I, I I'm, go, I'm going. I'll go on record right now and tell you. I I I am very. I feel very good about a guy like Bob Myers this summer. And, and I'm I'm being very specific this summer, not tomorrow, not next week, this summer. There's reasons for all that. But I think Bob Myers is a guy that will make his way to Phoenix, inevitably, if anything works out this summer. And there's two holdovers that are not Ishbia people. Who are they? James Jones, Kevin Young. Yep. That, I mean, so you start the process of elimination, you start to see. This is not going to be a full... Matt Ish be a project until those two guys are out the way. And you can see too, how those two guys could be, I, I don't want to use this word sabotage. Cause that's a little bit too harsh, but do y'all feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like
1: yeah.
3: sabotage. I'm say, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying these guys are sabotaging anything, but I'm saying there are agendas here. And this is a guy that was loyal to Sarver because Sarver brought him in. And there's another guy who's lawyer to Monty because Monty brought him in, and so you're dealing with some real weird dynamics here, and you see how bad that can get uh, if if that continues. So it's kind of like,
2: uh, it's kind of like, hey, uh, I'm not telling you I'm not going to play hard, but I'm also dry. not telling you I'm gonna play 100. percent There you go, my brother. Yeah, but Flex, I'm there gonna say go this. But
0: that's kind of disappointing in and of itself, though. I'm not gonna lie.
2: It is very like it's human I, do, I don't.
0: I get that, but I don't love that because oh, it's yeah, coming I at it. our expense.
2: Yeah, oh, I hate it. Oh, I, I hate, hate it. it. I've seen it yeah. firsthand in locker rooms where guys would just kind of give up. And yeah. they'll still play. They'll still go, go through the motions. But they know, like, this isn't the dude that's going to lead us to anywhere. Like, with this, no matter at every step, he's going to get in our, our own way. And we need to get rid of him. And so the one way they can control it is by performing less than normal.
1: Lindsay, are you a believer in karma? Yeah. Okay. Uh, some of this is karma. I'm just going to flat out say it with James Jones because James Jones did whatever it took to get that job. And, Lindsay, we sat in there. That was the environment that was bred there. I also- James
0: Jones did the same thing that is being done to him now. It's just the circle of life when it comes to NBA front offices. It is what it is. That's why I don't really feel bad for James Jones. Like it just like, you know, that going into that role, you know, that inevitably somebody else will come into that room who is going to be your replacement. And you're going to have to work with them for a year or two until you finally take the fall for something. And then they can officially take that role over. Like, it it's does it suck? Sure, but James is gonna get paid one way or the other. If there's one thing Sarver did for James Jones, it was hook him up with a fat payday before yep. he was out. So and he did it James on purpose. Jones is fine. Exactly. He's gonna be fine. Yeah,
1: yep. I, I I agree, but my big concern is if you're holding off until the offseason to make these changes, you damn well better not let anybody who's not gonna have the keys make any major decisions at this trade deadline or anything you better hire an interim head coach like i don't want anything to happen in the next six months if you're looking at making making changes in that front office that isn't a move that that guy would make because then you yeah. put yourself right where you are right now having to clean up messes that's
3: but you're giving james too much I, and, and i don't mean this as a shot at you now I'm, I'm just keeping it right I, you're giving james too much credit here
1: Oh, I'm he not talking just to James.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying to James? Josh
1: Bartlestein. I'm okay, talking okay. Matt Ispia. I'm okay, talking okay, any okay. of them. If you're going to go after a guy like Bob Myers, you better not be making weird moves between now and then that will yeah. limit your ability to get him. Because yeah, if no, that's the that. guy you're going after, if that's your plan, you better find the way to make it happen uh, and, and run it, run it back, run it through, and make it happen. Especially if Ty, if Bob Myers and Ty Lu or what your off-season plans are, uh, and you've got that locked in your head, you better make it happen at all costs, and you better not screw anything up between now and then if you feel like that's the path to get you to a title.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, real quick, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Chemezi Metu as well. He had himself a game. Uh, He finished with a career-high 19 rebounds. He also added in. 23 points, so some quick flowers for our guy. Chemezzi met, too, for uh, what he brought to the table today. He seemed like he was one of the only ones, him and Grayson Allen, again, playing with a little bit of heart out there. So you love he to looked, see it.
2: He looked a lot better on the stat sheet than he did in the second half. Yeah,
3: second, second half wasn't great. No. But um, considering where we were, and this is a guy that just started to kind of get real minutes, uh, we've talked about it. Chemezi has talent, and today's mm-hmm. one of those nights where you look at it and you're like, it's undeniable. The guy didn't play great. Like Saul saying, second half was, was not good, but, I mean, he had a 20-20 and 20 game basically today. And so you know there's talent there. Now it's a matter of kind of honing it in, cutting out the mistakes, and being a little more consistent. But I like where we are with Mezzi. He's one of the guys that's been most consistent over this Really bad stretch. Um, so good for him. is a good, good, another good thing that happened tonight that can lead to more positives.
1: Look, this team was flatlining and we were about ready to pronounce a time of death in the second quarter. And Chemezi met to, and Grayson Allen were the defibrillators. They brought him back to life. They're the only reason they took a lead in this. And I know that Chemezi struggled a bit in that second half, but he deserves all his flowers. Uh, for for that energy that got them back into it and kind of got, uh, got him and that team thinking, oh, it's not just going to be a blowout. Now, yeah, he fizzled out in the second half, defense adjusted, whatever the case may be, but he deserves his flowers for sure. Absolutely.
0: Yep. All right, guys, well, the next game that we can watch the Phoenix Suns play in is, of course, on Wednesday against the Houston Rockets, and you can catch that game on Arizona's Family Sports. All you need. an antenna to watch the game and wherever you live in arizona you can visit azfamily.com and click suns games for listing information for your area az family is a great resource to help you find phoenix suns games on arizona's family sports also if you got a little christmas money in your pocket and you don't know what to do with it be sure to check out our friends over at shady rays we are talking about premium polarized sunglasses gear that is built to last and exclusively for all of you Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right, everybody. It's time.
2: In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome to guys
0: Hi, Gerald. Welcome in.
5: Hi, everybody. How are you doing?
0: Oh, you know. (laughs) Uh, Gerald, tell us what Frank Vogel had to say after tonight's loss to the Mavs.
5: Yeah, you know, he said there were some positive things in terms of the offense and what they were able to do in that third quarter. It felt like they were moving the ball a lot better. They generated a lot more threes, which is something they had been talking about. Um, But obviously frustration is mounting, and he agreed with what Devin Booker said in terms of all of the Suns leaders, everybody in the locker room looking inward, looking at solutions, trying to figure out how they can start and get this thing on the right path. Um, You know, he he said there's things that you can take out of every win and every loss, um, but obviously they want to win. And, um, you know, when you lose nine out of 12 games, that's kind of the territory that we're in right now in terms of we just got to get back in the win column and find ways to do that. We've got to take the things that we've done right in flashes over these last couple of games and actually put them together for a full 48 minutes, which is something Kevin Durant echoed in the locker room as well. He said, you know, we've, we've had these stretches where we play great, um, but we just can't put it together for the full 48. We need to figure out how to do that.
2: (laughs) I don't need to say, I don't don't need need to say,
3: I don't need to look.
1: To me, and it, that falls flat. Like, is, I mean, just just saying, oh, with something, yeah. Grayson Allen caught fire. Like, that's not that's not an that's, answer on how to fix anything. I mean, was there? Uh, it, do you get the sense of urgency? Because it feels like we're hearing the same thing over and over again from Frank in these moments over the last twelve games. Is it? It sounds like the same coach speak.
5: I mean, if it's coach speak, everybody is saying the same shit. So I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, what are they supposed to say? Like, what, what would they say that would make you feel better after a loss? Nothing. Nothing's going to make yeah. anybody feel better after a game like that. So it doesn't really matter what they say. Like, they're, they're saying what they see. They're saying what they've been saying has been consistent from Vogel to Book to KD. There hasn't been discrepancies there either. So I, I – I I I know it falls flat right now, but I I genuinely don't know what they could say, other than I'm gonna step down as head coach of the Phoenix Suns. That would make Suns fans happy right now because that's just where the team is at. They're not playing well, and you know we're running out of ways to say it over and over again.
2: Yeah. Do Do you feel like there's a sense of I? They keep saying like we're not we're not panicking or anything like that. But do you feel like that's just something that they're saying? In in front of everybody, but behind the, behind the scenes, they're they're a little bit more intense about it. They're a little bit more, you know, are they calling each other out? Like, what what is your sense about things that are going on behind the scenes, possibly?
5: It's not. I don't even think it's about behind the scenes. They're visibly frustrated with us, which is why I thought it was funny that everyone made such a big deal about Woj saying Kevin Durant is frustrated. When, <laughs> listen to his post game for the last two weeks. He's been frustrated. Everybody is frustrated. They don't like losing. Like they are visibly upset about this it's not just you know saying the same thing like oh it's early in the season like they know that it's early in the season but they also know that they should be winning more games Grayson Allen said it outright I feel like we should be winning more games than we're winning Um, but he said also said I truly believe like the flashes of good that we are capable of putting together I really do believe that's who we truly are we just have to get on the same page and sustain it um and get through this injury period and get everybody out on the same floor because these are all new guys like we keep talking about um and I I think most of these guys believe that I I you know Kevin Durant is as frustrated as I've seen him since he's been here in Phoenix you know he talked about his turnovers he talked about how we're just not able to put it all together um but he keeps saying we're gonna figure it out we're gonna figure it out it would be nice if it showed up on the court and not in a game where Luca comes in and drops 50 and scores more than the sun's two superstars combined. But the fact of the matter is this was a step forward in terms of the role players stepping up and actually doing something, because that's been a constant criticism. And one that I've had of the Suns of lately is that it's all been the two stars tonight. It was the role players and the two stars both had duds. So you got to get both of those things on the same page. This team can't afford for its two best players, to play the way that they did tonight, to get outscored by the other team's star by himself combined. Like those things just can't happen. Those guys have to be better. It starts with them, and that's what Book said after the game. It starts with our leaders. It starts with me, KD, Vogel, Eric. Like we've got to find a way to turn it around.
3: Hey, Jay, did those guys talk about – and when I say those guys, I'm talking about Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. elaborate um, they elaborate at all, at all on anything about this game – the strategy, the defensive looks, what Dallas was doing, that just kind of made them feel off balance all night. I mean, they both, I think Katie took 11 shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- did any of them mention that? Because like you said, you know, it's, it's like Jekyll and Hyde. When the bench plays well, the stars don't. When the stars don't, the bench plays well. So we haven't had it for 48 minutes. But I'm,
5: I just felt a little bit
3: of a disconnect tonight. Neither one of them looked comfortable all night. Did any of them elaborate on anything about that?
5: Yeah, I think the crux of the issue is that they're still finding it hard to get the stars going and the role players going at the same time. Like, with the looks that they're getting, the unique coverages, double teams that teams are throwing at Book and KD all night long, they're getting off the ball. They they feel that they're playing the right way, and sometimes they feel like the spacing isn't there, and sometimes they feel like like the cutting isn't there or the shooting isn't there. Um, You know, tonight, KD was saying my high turnovers. It it feels like sometimes I'm seeing two or three guys on the ball. Um, But a lot of times tonight, Grayson scoring was a product of me being in the corner and my guy being stuck to me opening up driving lanes, opening up passing lanes, opening up opportunities for Grayson, Eric Gordon to get threes, which they did tonight. Like they generated a lot more shots and those guys all played well. The trick is to finding the balance between those guys making the right play and still being aggressive enough to get theirs Um, because obviously, you know, I think they scored a combined 30 points or something like that. That's not enough. Either one of those guys is capable of going for 30 by themselves in a given night. So they really have to find a better way to strike that balance. Um, And Devin Booker said that is something they're working on in, in terms of finding that right mix between making the right play and still being aggressive and still going out and doing what he does best.
0: Being yeah. in that room, Gerald, and talking with them and obviously just the skid that the Suns are on, where's your level of concern at right now?
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm still at a seven. I've been at a seven for the last week. I, I feel like nothing I've seen in the last week changes what I felt this whole time. Like This team has real issues. There is real reason for concern because by the time Bradley Beal comes back, A, he's not going to fix all the issues that we're seeing, and B... They're going to have at most like 50 games to put it all together. Maybe that's enough to put something together to get on the right track and and somehow storm your way to a title, but it's feeling less and less likely. So I'm definitely at a seven. I feel like this losing skid has the suns in a really dark place. It it feels like there are so many problems that are all compounding each other right now. Um, The good news is it's still December. They still have time to figure it out and they need, they need their third best player. We know this is a top heavy roster. We know they need a third superstar, so everything we're seeing right now is just confirming what we kind of already knew.
3: Ag, hey, you, you're around. You're in the locker room. You're around these guys all the time, uh, whether it's practice after the game. I tweeted earlier about um, you know just swag in general, like just mm-hmm. you know not seeing that swag, that pep in their step, for quite some time over this last ten game stretch, and I'm wondering if somebody like you who's constantly around do you sense that like do you feel like they're just you know they've lost their swag they lost their confidence they're just not in tune right now because i know when i was a ball when i played ball i knew when we lost our swag like everybody walked in the gym differently they walked to their cars differently they did everything different are you seeing that
5: You're you're definitely seeing glimpses of it. I thought in that third quarter they got some of that back when they went on that run when Grayson was hitting shots when KD was telling the fans to wake the fuck up like all of that was was fire that we haven't seen from the Suns positive energy Um, and that's something Grayson mentioned in his post game like we just have to find a way to sustain the positive energy because there are too many possessions where you know Kevin Durant will turn the ball over and jog back or you know there was the hot mic that captured book yelling at Metu for his turnover and not getting back. Um, There's just too many of those plays where guys get down after making a mistake. um, And and it feels like it snowballs with this group. Uh, It's felt that way for a while where one mistake becomes the next mistake becomes another turnover becomes a transition bucket. Like they're giving up baskets the easiest way possible in those. Um, And, you know, give Dallas credit. Like Luca came in here and did what Luca has done to this franchise over the last few years. like He continues to torment this team. He owns this arena basically right now, dropped 50 on their heads. like It is what it is. They threw a lot of different coverages at him. They were switching and then double-teaming early on. They were trying to mix things up because you can't throw the same thing. And he was able to find the right mix between scoring 50 and still dishing out 15-plus dimes. So uh, you kind of just have to tip your hat to a player who was the best player on the court tonight. Gerald, I know this
1: will come as a surprise to you but i uh turned the knob to 11 i ripped it off and i threw it away when it comes Mm. to panic uh but you're out there does it feel like some kind of change in, in some way is in is imminent are we at that point in where it's palpable out there
5: you can you can feel it a little bit you can feel that it's getting – so Franco Vogel addressed whether he's been having conversations with Matt Ishbia during this losing streak, what Matt Ishbia's message to him has been. And he said the, the conversations have been productive. They've been helpful. Obviously, Matt has the basketball mind. Um, but his message has just been win the next one. So we don't know if that's just him making light of the situation or what. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if anything's imminent, but I will say the longer that this current level of play continues, the more dangerous, the warmer his seat becomes. I don't, this is not sourced information. This is just me reading the temperature of the room. Everybody feels this team should be better. Everybody is scratching their heads, trying to figure things out. And everybody is pointing to six different problems as far as what is wrong with this team. Uh, That's never typically a good sign for the head coach
0: yeah that's a, not great bob not great gerald thank you so much for joining us merry christmas uh we'll check in with you later
5: thank you guys merry christmas and thank you everyone for watching we appreciate you guys Lady everybody
0: G. be sure to read gerald's articles over at gophnext.com and give him a follow on social at gerald borgay all right guys we have quite a few super chats here first and foremost we'll do one from adam adam sent us 20 bucks thank you adam we appreciate you they said do not be fooled by this game being becoming close. Had the Mavericks hit open shots, no way we get back into it. Our defense remains abysmal. We are the worst fourth-quarter team in basketball. I am on the fire Vogel train, not a fit.
3: I, I mean, you. I
0: I, yeah, I agree with what he's saying.
3: But we, we missed open shots, too. So the open shot thing goes back and forth.
0: Yeah, but I do think it helped the Suns get back into this game.
3: Um,
0: yeah. We also have one that we missed last night, or – what, a Friday night? I don't know. Whatever day was our last game? Uh, from Alter John Quid, they said, let's wake up. This is a flawed roster. Book is the best two guard in the world. So why would we place him as point? I refuse to believe James Jones would have done this without the push from the new owner. So a lot of people are mad at Matt Ishbia. Are you guys have any frustrations towards Ishbia or not right now? No, no, the guy's spending nope. money. He's
1: doing nope. everything
0: that you would asked.
1: And is it, is it working out? No, not at the moment. But that's exactly what you want from your owner. I'm not mad at all.
3: Yeah. No, no. I ain't got no problem with that. And I think what Saul said earlier, stand on your shit. Like, stand on it. Like, if you... I I don't like the back and forth. If you're going to stand on, you don't like something. What were you saying when Matt was doing all this for you? You run around screaming rally the valley, rally the valley. We got, but now you want oh Matt. No, you can't do it. It's one way or another, man. So yeah, I don't like that narrative. Like I said,
2: man, I think there's a portion of this fan base that is content with not being hurt because they like the guys that play for them. And that's where Mikhail and Cam come in. They love Mikhail and Cam, which is fair. They're phenomenal people. They play hard. You really love the twins aspect and the re- relationship. But you also knew that it was a very high unlikelihood that they were going to take you to a title with just those two and Devin Booker because you knew CP3 was was pretty short. And so, like, so you got this guy come in and he just changes this whole thing around. He takes the risks that 95% of this fan base wanted us to take. Yeah. And you can't sit there... You know, on Monday morning and read the paper and find the results and be like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. Well, shit, Nostradamus. No <laughs> shit. Okay. That's not how this works. You got to yeah. take your chances when you see them. They had the chance, they had the assets to go take, to go get one of the premier players in basketball. They did it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I'm sure not going to throw this guy under the bus for trying. Absolutely yeah. not. Because the last regime, I saw that shit and it didn't work at all.
1: That's right. Look, it's like the great Michael Scott said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I'd rather an owner take the shots uh, and try to do something than sit on his hands, be cheap, uh, and do shitty stuff behind the scenes. Agreed.
0: Yeah. All right, we got one from Don. Thank you, Don. They said, Katie looked beyond checked out. This is hell. Smiley face emoji. (laughs) I like the smiley face emoji, but you're not wrong, especially in that fourth quarter. It, It was a... Major bummer. Uh, Dylan sent us one. Thank you, Dylan. They said, "Please explain how Eric Gordon helps this team." Crying and an angry face emoji.
3: Make some damn shots. Like if you're gonna talk to talk, walk to walk, make some damn shots. He made some shots today, but still not uh, not enough for my liking. Gotta still play better.
1: No, if you could come out and say that, have
0: the Grayson Allen performance.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's what I was expecting from him after the article. Me too.
3: Me too. I picked the wrong guy. I should have won with yeah. Uh
0: Trevor sent us one. Thank you, Trevor. They said, Allen and Met 2 outscored Book and KD. they supposed to close games for us. Also, Book and KD got outplayed by one man? Question mark, question mark. Really? 0-3 oh, in Christmas Day games. Yeah, we suck that, in that, Christmas Day games.
3: That one man is one of the greatest players to ever do it. I'll say it right now. That guy's going to go down as one of the greatest to ever do it. So that one man is a bad boy. And the whole Grayson and Metro scoring book, that may never happen again. You'll probably never see that happen again. Matter of yeah. fact, I'll, go I'll buy I it again. I'll do my my dinner thing. Everybody gets dinner on flex if that happens again.
2: <laughs> I, I will say this. We can't sit there and praise KD for having 28, 30 points a game for a long streak and say he's a top five NBA player. And then you get done in like this yeah, on a no, nationally no. televised yeah. games on Christmas. Like you got to show the fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight yeah. up.
3: Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not defending him. That that guy's hundred percent right. I'm just saying this shit was like really in kind of an aberration, it felt like. But yeah, no doubt. KD Katie yeah. was dog shit today. And and Book was too.
0: Oh, for sure. Sent us one. Thank you. They said we need Aliza Jane from 2020 to work her magic again and make this team come together. Oh god. Uh I Googled Ooh. this because I didn't know who it was. We're not going to go any further. Y'all can Google it if you'd like, but thank you okay. for the super chat. Yeah, use your uh, private browser
1: is what Doug, I know.
3: Do. Doug oh, no. sent us
0: a super chat and they said the Sarver curse is alive and well. Effing Luca.
3: I don't believe in curses. That's why I leave that. I don't believe I don't in that not shit.
0: I do not not believe it Nah, doesn't. I don't believe
3: in curses. You make, you yeah. make your own, whatever's going to happen, going to happen. I curses. I don't I, do that.
1: Then what, what did we do to deserve this? <laughs> if, like, oh, why? Please, why? <laughs> I don't understand anymore, Flex. If it ain't a curse, know. please tell me what I'm doing so I can change said
0: behavior.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, else, but I'm not Dion Warwick or nothing
1: like that.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Go To Tech Review sent us one. Thank you. They said, when role players show up, Book and KD lay an egg. Thanks. Yeah. You got to get it all together at the same time. Like, yeah, you like as booking KD, the stars, you can't be like, we need more help from the role players. And then when the role players finally deliver some help, you guys can't figure it out on your own. Like yeah. we can't have I, this special cycle,
3: especially on Christmas. Saul says that all the time when you get yeah. that prime time moment. And I and I got to say, I, I didn't I typically didn't agree with that. So like we used to have this conversation. I used to think that's ah, just, you know, it's, it's a game. No, it, it it does. It does resonate. I mean, this is what everybody's watching. The whole world's watching this shit. And so now the narrative that follows the next two weeks because of it, you deserve it because this is what everybody saw. They not they're not watching the league pass game on Tuesday against, you know, whatever. You, you get what I mean? So you're right. Yeah. I, and 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 it's a big thing.
0: Miguel sent us one and they said slot Allen's performance in for Beal and Luca clears.
3: Huh? Slot Allen. Oh. I, I don't I don't know what that means, actually. I don't know what that means either.
0: How I'm understanding it, I could be wrong here, is that you can basically say Grayson Allen was effectively like a Bradley Beal tonight oh, okay. and Lucas still clears okay the big three. Oh, okay. That's okay. What I, that's how I read it. Yeah. Uh Trevor sent us another one. Thank you, Trevor. They said ESPN calls us garbage. No lies there. F and
1: can we play that clip, uh, Eric? Let's just show the people what they're talking about.
2: There's nothing to look forward to in Phoenix because I'm looking at the rest of the Western Conference and some of these young thoroughbreds on the to come up. The reigning defending champions in Denver. LeBron leading the Los Angeles Lakers. You can't count them out. And then I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns. Hot garbage. Hot garbage.
3: All right, so can I say something about that? <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with fucking Stephen A. It to yeah, it is hot garbage. Hot but garbage. then he he hot destroys garbage. his whole narrative by saying the Lakers with LeBron. James, yeah,
2: they just lost six in a row. Right,
3: they just lost six. Come on, bro, they have one game better than yeah. us. And but they're warm garbage. They're warm garbage. Okay, the Suns okay, are hot garbage. Hot garbage.
0: All right. Okay, garbage, right.
3: All right? right. Yeah, Stephen A. Be bugging. <laughs> I'll, I'll,
0: Travis sent us one. Thank you, Travis. They said, teams attack KD and Book because they can't risk defensive fouls. How does this motivate the rest of the team? Role players asked to play hard defense leaves them gassed to be effective offense effective offensively eventually.
2: Uh, no. No, no. You're no. professional athlete. Suck it the fuck up. Yeah. Do, do
3: your job. Everybody got a job to do. And we're shorthanded. So, I mean, we're shorthanded. Yeah. You're getting opportunities. Go out there and get your bread. Yeah.
0: Uh, Psycho Blue sent us one. Thank you, Psycho Blue. They said Basketball Cthulhu thinks Eric Gordon should pipe down about wanting the ball if, if that's going to be his clip with the green light.
1: Yeah, agreed. Hundred percent, baby. Amen, Basketball Cthulhu.
0: So one time I've agreed with Basketball Cthulhu. Uh, Doug <laughs> sent us one. Thank you, Doug. They said Durant has been abysmal in fourth quarters all year. It hasn't been
3: good. I mean, Every last three game. games, eighteen turnovers in the last three games. That's what <sighs> I'm looking at. That's, that's not KD like, but I mean, KD's KD, man. I mean, it's weird. It's hard. I don't. I don't know. This is a weird year because statistically, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But uh, sometimes it's fourth. yeah.
1: We can't lay the fourth quarter at the feet of Kevin exactly. Durant. Exactly. Everybody yeah, yeah. deserves that. That heat. As Stephen A. said, they've been hot garbage in the fourth it's not just KD it's this whole team
3: oh i mean book hasn't been great in the fourth neither i mean it's yeah. not
0: just kd i think when you look at tonight specifically and you could probably find multiple other games throughout the season when it comes to kd in the fourth quarter is that like some of his turnovers are just at the worst freaking possible time yeah you know what i mean like so it, it's the same like the eric gordon effect where it's just like really like of all the times for you to have this brain fart right now is the yeah. time to do it. And then it just deflates the hell out of this team. So that's the one thing that I will say about KD Facts. is just like very untimely, uh, turnovers, especially in the four. Facts. Uh, Gordon sent us one. Thank you, Gordon. They said the KD trade request is incoming. Imagine a basketball team needing a point guard.
3: No, stop. It's not incoming. It's not happening guys. Cut it out.
0: Yeah. I don't think, Sorry, we're gonna, I don't think we're there yet. Um, Don sent us another one. Thank you, Don. They said sons get off on getting embarrassed every game.
3: They get off. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Uh Base God sent us one. Thank you. They said thirty-six bothered. Broken heart emoji crying. Okay. Same. Yeah. I'm bothered too. I
5: would um, hope like,
0: so. yeah, seriously. My Kafka sent us one. They said, Katie was sulking and rage passing. He inbounded with three minutes left and almost threw it over Gordon's head. Bring him off the bench.
3: Next, man. <laughs> next, next question. Next question. Next question.
0: Uh, Angel in the chat. Thank you. They sent us one and they said, Kevin Young and Frank Vogel clashing rumors. True. Do you oh, guys so think they're no, no. the two of them?
1: I just, gave,
3: I, just gave, I just gave y'all a nice little synopsis of stuff that I've heard. So, um,
0: Put the pieces I, of the I, puzzle I, together I, yeah, where you
3: put, will. Yeah, put the pieces together where this smoke this fire. That's what I'll say. Yeah.
0: Uh, Cruiser sent us one. Thank you. They said, Katie gave the world what they wanted. They moved ball and didn't look to create at all because people call it. ISO, Katie was very passive tonight.
3: I, I said that. Yep. Yeah, I said that.
0: Uh, Alter John sent us another one. Thank you, Alter John. They said, accountability, who hired the defensive coach?
1: Yeah. Well, (laughs) we'd all like to know specifically, but this falls at the feet of James Jones because he's got the title. Yeah. Okay.
0: But but behind the scenes, you could make the argument that maybe somebody else was the one who made that decision. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh,
1: Some Stephen... can't flip the switch, but Saul can
2: right there. Look at yeah, I'm about, to, I'm about to flip the switch. This, this fucking chair is hurting my ass. Can we hurry up with these guys? We're going.
0: We're chats? going. You be nice. People are allowed to send their super chats. Uh, Stefan sent us one, and they said, we had championship aspirations. It's broken, and it has to be fixed now. We already likely lost home court in the playoffs. It could get much worse.
2: The only parade you're going to get this year might be the Fiesta Bowl one. So uh, you might want to check that out. (laughs) Too late.
0: Didn't that already happen? I was like, that was like last week, wasn't it?
2: (laughs) Oh, I thought it was on New Year's. My bad.
0: Uh, Base God sent us another one. Thank you. They said, Hoping Luca was the gravedigger of point guard books. Dead it. (laughs) I was going to play point guard then. So you got anything left in the knees?
2: No, zero. (laughs)
0: Uh, Trevor sent us another one. Thank you, Trevor. They said, "Katie frustrated with organization, something or not."
2: He's just nah. frustrated in general, not with the organization. Yeah, yeah. Fact.
0: It's something in the sense that it needs to change, but not something in the sense that he's going to ask for a trade. So it's not on that level. Um, but anytime there's frustration within the organization, I think that means things need to be fixed. Yeah. He's frustrated uh, Alex- with
3: his yeah. He's frustrated with his manager, not the company. Yeah,
0: exactly. Alex Alex sent us one. Thank you. They said, with Vogel's 2021 debacle with Russ, LeBron, and AD, this is a pattern. Blaming this on JJ would be vindictive. He's not involved day to day now.
2: You don't know Um, that, though. Yeah, yeah. I like how everybody just says this, but how do you know? Like, none of us know. I have no idea what those conversations are like.
1: Flex, it was you that brought up the Vogel saying you had a PhD in superstars, right? I'm yeah. starting to believe he got that PhD in the Cayman Islands because it does not sound <laughs> seem like it's from a reputable, uh, accredited organization. Yeah, maybe.
2: It was a Mickey Mouse PhD.
0: <laughs> I, though, will agree in the sense that I don't think if you were to fire somebody, if you pick James Jones, I don't think it would be what was needed. For it this ain't club. changing
3: nothing, no. no but James, exactly. James Jones, don't, yeah, he don't do shit day to day on the court.
0: It would just I, be like, we have to make a move to appease people to make a move sort of right. a thing. Like he has to be the fall guy. Exactly. Uh, Cesar sent us one. Thank you. They said we need Booker to bust out his best Dennis green.
1: Yeah. That, that worked so well for the Cardinals.
0: Yeah. We let him off hook, the hook. And let him the off contact.
2: the hook. <laughs> RIP Danny green.
0: Jacoby <laughs> sent us one and they said, coaching shift is needed. I like EG, but with Lee coming back, I'd prefer Lee to be honest. Tradable pieces are Eubanks, Gordon, Okogi, Yuta, KBD, get a point guard, more solid wings, and a backup big. Appreciate y'all.
3: Yeah, I man.
0: That's a hefty I list there, I ain't, argue, I ain't arguing
3: it. with you. You named a whole damn team, basically. That's a but hefty list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you're not wrong, but I don't know. Yeah. That, that might be a big wish list. Uh, Dirt, Bi- Dirt Bike Boy sent us one, and they said, Merry Christmas, gang. Just got my Katie jersey. Coaches and players need to step up or get out.
1: Keep yeah, keep Ooh. the lighters away from it. Wear it proudly. <laughs>
0: uh, Jay sent us two. Uh, so the first one didn't die. have a comment. It's gonna
3: die. <laughs> but the
0: second one, uh, Saul, you think you're going to die. I've been trying not to sneeze for the last hour and 30 minutes and it's been brutal. <laughs> um, Jay said, if Kay Young is responsible for offense, we may need a rethink. We have no creative or cohesive offense despite having massive firepower and a real bench. No, it's shit. It's all
2: shit. It's all trash. It's all trash. That whole offensive system is dog shit. And whoever's responsible for it should be fired. They should absolutely be fired. And if it's Kevin Young, he should be the next one to go. There's no we don't have to mince words about this. This offense was supposed to be the best version of, for our defense, right? Like they were supposed to outscore everybody. And then defensively, they might take a little bit of a hit, but you know, Frank Vogel was gonna fix that. And none of that shit is happening. The offense is the probably the biggest concern for me rather than the defense. And the defense has been fucking horrible. So agreed. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Uh, Lucas sent us one. Thank you. They said, the way Suns are playing right now is why I'm buying more Coyotes tickets. At least their games are about a team trying to play meaningful games. That's fair. Uh, if you love the Coyotes as well, make sure you check out the PHX Coyotes show. They do great work over there as well. Yeah. Uh, Josh sent us one. Thank you, Joshua. They said, fundamentals, all caps. Yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> one million percent.
0: Psycho Blue sent us another one. They said DA over Luka looking like Bowie over MJ Ruff.
3: Yeah, we don't need to go down that right oh, now. Was it was
1: injury-related.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ouch,
0: no. that hurts, Psycho Blue. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin sent us one. Thank you, Benjamin. They said two guys who would fix this team, Mikel and Cam. Nope.
3: See, stop that shit. You see, I'm going to tell you right now, we traded KD right now for Mikel and Cam. And with the same dog shit offensive defense we got, we'd be equal to or worse. I'm Tell telling me. y'all, cut it Tell out. Me. Like, cut it out. No, Man. that's bullshit. That's dog shit.
0: Gordon Sorry. sent us another one. Gordon said, then Denver bets the Suns Jokic is the best player in the world. When the Mavs beat the Suns, Luka is the best at player.
1: Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called recency <laughs> bias.
0: Um, Zeus sent us one. They said, Lindsay and Espo, please elaborate on what you said about James Jones doing what's being done to him. Now, never heard this. And I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I'll, uh, I'll take it, Lindsay. Don't, uh, okay. don't worry. He, he was brought in not hired by, uh, by the previous, uh, general manager, Ryan McDonough. He Ryan McDonough wanted, uh, the, the guy who's actually the GM now in, in Denver to be in that spot, he got overruled uh, by Robert Sarver because Sarver had a relationship with James Jones when he was a player uh, and liked hearing the stories from James and all these things. James wound up being Sarver's guy. He kind of undermined certain things. He, he positioned himself to take over the job. And when he got the chance, he made it clear, uh, with Sarver, and they, they fired McDonough. And that's not to say that Ryan McDonough didn't make decisions that weren't warranted of losing his job. But uh, James Jones had positioned himself uh, very, very strategically to put himself in a position to get this job. And, uh, you know, look, I get it. It's business, and that happens. But that's also why I'm not going to feel too bad that people are positioning themselves right now to, to find themselves in that seat. Uh, yeah. If and when uh, that time comes, is Kevin doing that?
0: Uh, Kevin Young.
1: Uh, it wouldn't shock me. I saw Lindsey Hunter did that to Alvin Gentry when well, I was well, there, and Alvin Gentry point blank looked me in the face and said, "Lindsey Hunter is going to stab me in the back and take my job." Yep. I can tell you that right now, and that was months before it happened. So that's what—that's the danger of somebody's guy being there. Uh, when you're when you're brought in, or oh, you know that that's always the danger, and, and that always seemed very odd to keep a guy on that staff and bring everybody else new in, uh, and uh, yeah, it wouldn't shock me.
2: So what you're saying is the new general manager of your Phoenix Suns will be the one, the only
1: Isaiah Thomas
2: Zeke, baby.
0: Uh, I'm, maybe I'm, I know it is. you know there's Bad another boys. name that could potentially be it too. Bad boys. There's Detroit a couple names basketball. out there that you could you could say. Hey, does that mean Bill
1: Lambeer's gonna wind up the head coach here? Joe Dumas might end up here too. God,
2: you know who I like to see coach the Suns right now? Oh, yeah. Becky Hammond. Yeah, why not? I love that. She goes go
3: over. Well after Becky the Hammond. Let me tell you something. Becky Hammonds will dog every one of these fuckers in practice. She's going to come in Beck and she's be know. like,
0: I called you soft on TV and I'm yep. going to call you soft to your yep. face. Yep.
3: Katie, stop. stop the fucking turnovers. I ain't had seven turnovers in my life. You got them in one game. No, I bet uh, you the truth.
0: <laughs> the Haunted the truth. Kiwi sent us one. They said Booker, not a top 10 shooting guard. Stop. Oh,
1: come, on. come on! Come on. No, he's Stop. a top Next ten is... point guard right now. He's not it's playing not, shooting guard. No. No. This shit, this shit is crazy, man.
3: This shit
0: is crazy. <laughs> Leo sent us one and said our buddy Jock Landale is gonna whoop our ass on Wednesday. He might. I
3: love. I, I love Jock. Nah, Jock. No, no, Jock N- it N- it will be up. back. Nerf <laughs> N- will be back. He'll he'll be back in Phoenix tomorrow. Well, J- so so Jock, Jock is
2: Jock has been struggling to get some time over there too. So it's there not. It's not. It's not like that. Yeah,
3: you're right.
0: Uh, promo. ProMa sent us one, and they said another coach suggests M. Brown that we have no scheme system. What is our opinion on why? And is there a difference in philosophy between Vogel and Young?
2: Yeah, it's basic as fuck. Yeah. That's why it's, it's basic. It's, yeah. it's 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 very elementary. Yeah, and there's no complexity to it for whatever reason, and uh, that's got to change. It's a, yeah. like Mike Brown is not wrong. He's not. And Mike Brown came in and taught the Kings a completely different system. And they got all the way to the playoffs as a four seed. Like, again, I'm not, I've never made excuses for this regime in terms of like all the new players from day one. Listen, it's just like you coming over to a completely new team. Yeah. They might have a little bit of chemistry if they already coexisted with each other, but you should still be able to coach them past like the first five to 10 games of the season to where you want them to go. We're not seeing any development from this team. And that's, the most concerning part.
3: Yeah. Uh,
0: Tristan sent us one. Thank you, Tristan. They said, Watch basketball and played all my life. Love book and KD. Never seen anything like Luca. How about you guys?
3: Yeah. Right. He's a dog. Right? One of the best I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen, I've actually seen every goat live. I, I've seen Magic Bird, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, all them damn dudes. Luca. Luca's a bad boy, yo. The-
1: I think we've seen, I mean, you don't think that magic his game, I mean, there's a reason it's Luca magic. I mean, he very much has uh, has magic kind of tendencies in his game and the way he uh, plays.
3: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think he's magic, bird, and yeah. and somebody else all in one. Like he 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 he's he's a floor like magic. They don't play the same way. Magic was a different dude. But I yeah, think let's, he's let's... Yeah. He's
2: Listen, good. okay. I get, it. I get what you guys are trying to do. I okay. get it, but let's not put Magic Johnson and Luca in the same category in terms of their vision, please.
3: Magic. was the best I've ever seen. But yes. I'm saying, so so Luca, let's Luca, not. Luca. So
1: let's not make it sound like my point was. You know, people are trying to make it sound like Luca's the best to ever do it, and I'm like, no, we've seen guys do certain aspects of this. Is is, is this a different gotcha. package? Yeah, but we've seen. I mean, is he with those guys? Yeah, but he's not some otherworldly thing we haven't seen before. It's just, you know, it's just just the sum of all
2: the sum of all his parts makes him so elite for sure. That's
1: that's what I think. I think he
3: he he has a little bit of three or four different stars that I've seen. You put that all together, and it makes him kind of unique. But um, like he's not the best passer I've ever seen. No, Magic is.
0: Oh for sure sent us one. They said, any word on getting a point guard? Nope. No. Not right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, they got Teo. Uh, tail. I mean, come on, <laughs> what more do you want?
0: Uh go to Tech Reviews said, Happy birthday, Jesus. Sorry your party sucks.
3: Damn, that's tough. <laughs> All right. Taking a shot at my boy Jesus, man. Come on, man. Tyler <laughs> said, no, He's apologizing." Someone, <laughs> I mean. That's true. That's true. That's true.
0: Tyler said, "It hurts to say this, but in any trade scenario, Nurk and Grayson will be involved due to their salaries, and it will hurt depending on what we get back."
2: Possibly, and you're gonna blow it up. Yep. Yeah. 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 That, that's uh, I think. Listen, I think if they were gonna blow it up. Uh, Well, this is a take for another day, but I think if they were going to blow it up, I I think one of the three, the big three would be gone.
1: Okay. I I mean, in terms of if you're trying to make it work with the big three, blow it up, but not yet. Yeah. If we're hitting complete detonation, that's a conversation for another
0: time. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Not tonight. Johnny sent us one. They said, McKellen Cam won you 60 games. Will KD do the same?
3: McKell and I'm, Cam didn't win 60 games by themselves. So cut that out.
1: And they didn't win the 16 that mattered.
0: So
3: Right. I,
2: I remember two. I remember when CP3 and Book were out and Cam and uh, Cam and Mikhail didn't do shit to help. So six
3: and six and stop. eighteen. Six and
2: yeah. eighteen in a 24-game
3: span. So cut just
2: down. stop with this. I I get that people love Cam and Mikhail. I know. Some of us on this show love Cam and McHale. I can separate my feelings for how great of an individual those two guys are versus what they can provide in terms of the long run in the NBA and for your franchise. And I just don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Kevin Durant is an all world performer. He's KD. Like 35 still playing some of the best basketball
3: on planet earth. Uh,
0: Tyler sent us one. They said, also, I'd rather fire Kevin Young first instead of firing both Vogel and Young simultaneously. I'd prefer to see what Vogel does without Kevin Young over head coach Kevin Young. I want
2: because Vogel's because yeah. Vogel's done such a bang up job with the thing that he was supposed to be good at right. defense. <laughs> don't right? Know about that
3: yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it if that's at the very least they try to do and give, but I think they both have to go. I don't see. I haven't seen enough in any of them. So,
1: it is, yeah, that that'll be a fra-
3: band aid. That'll be a band aid.
1: If there's a yeah. fracture, you can't you can't reward one fra- a faction in your locker room uh, while well, thumbing your nose at another. If if, right. if one goes, both have to go. If that's the case. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat>
0: Lucas sent us one. They said, "Can we just try and hire Dan Tony again?" Laughing face emoji. Laughing. Yeah, face that emoji. worked so
1: well in uh, LA and New York after he left Phoenix. I I love Mike, but I think the I think the game may have uh, passed him by a little bit, uh, you know. And yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be more forward thinking than looking at the at the past here.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, Esla, you're gonna to have to read these last three super chats because my screen is frozen, so I can't see them. So all you read them, right, please. You
1: you throw them up and I'll read them. Haas for two ninety nine says, I feel like Beal's latest injury just hit us hard. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's it did. Uh Sean uh, four ninety nine or er, er, it's it it's four ninety nine and they says this is this $2 is just to see Saul squirm in that chair for a little while. I now need to know what the other $2.99 was for, though.
0: Uh, math is hard at 1 o'clock in the morning. Maybe it is just that. <laughs>
1: go- go Tech Reviews, $2. This is for a new chair for Saul.
0: Oh.
1: I'm sending oh, the instruction go. team to save Saul. That's what we need. Is that is that all of them, Eric? Are we, are we good? All right.
0: I, I think, think that's that, all.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, good, we're good. We're good.
0: We're <laughs> good. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us for almost <sighs> two hours. It's here. Like our
2: longest show ever, I feel like.
0: yeah, Most seriously. Super Chats
2: I've ever experienced. <laughs> we I know. It's like the never-ending run of Super Chats.
0: Yeah. yeah. it's uh, It's been a, a rough stint, but having all of you guys has made it a heck of a lot easier. I'll tell you that for certain. Um, So thanks for being here. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up on your way out. If you are listening, wherever you get your podcast, just uh, rate, review and subscribe because it also helps us out a lot. And tomorrow we will not be we will not have a show for you. Our next show will be on Wednesday, a pregame show before the Suns tip off against the Rockets 30 minutes before tip off. And of course, a postgame show as well. Uh, Merry Christmas one more time. We hope you guys had a wonderful holiday weekend. Hopefully tomorrow, if you are easing back into work, is an easy day for you guys. And until we see you on Wednesday, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnex underscore You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Flex at Flex on Jersey. You can follow Saul at Saul book, Saul underscore bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: It's officially December 26th, and you know what that means. It's the world's busiest return day, and I think it's time to return that new coach we bought this summer. Ahoy hoy!